0: Welcome to Fitness Thoughts, everybody. Throughout the series, join me, your host, Jake Mees, as I talk with some amazing guests about their own unique fitness journey through life. We'll be finding out their favorite games and sports that they played as kids, all the way through to how their journeys have shaped them into the people that they are today. We'll also be getting their views on the fitness industry as it stands right now. So stick around and listen up as we discover their fitness thoughts. Okay then, welcome back everybody. Uh, so we're back for another episode of Fitness Thoughts. Really, really looking forward to this one today. I know we're going to get a, a lot of conversation <laughs> out, out of James today, which we were, we were just talking about before we started recording. Um, so I am joined today by online coach, former one-to-one PT, but I do believe that that is all out the window now, which we're definitely going to be covering. Um, based in Manchester, James Pay So James, First of all, mate, thank you for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for giving up your time. You doing all right?
1: Yes, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm excited to be on.
0: This is my first podcast. so <laughs> <laughs> The honour of drawing first blood with it. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. Look forward to it. So, um, James, for the people that don't know you, do you just want to give a little bit of a background into yourself um, and sort of how you got to where you are now, obviously, as an, an online coach yourself as well?
1: Yeah, so I've um, been in the industry for 12 years now. Um, the um, reason I got into being a trainer was seeing the massive benefits of myself getting into fitness and training and that sort of things. Um, I call it's been like, because it's been such a long, long career. It's like I was around when kettlebells came out and TOX you know, slamming tyres about and all that sort of jazz was around. Um, then got into kickboxing, um, used to be into obstacle course races even had a fight in thailand kickboxing that was an interesting experience um crazy i can i can provide a link to the video if any of your listeners want to go and watch get battered by a swedish guy <laughs> um uh, and then yeah I developed into wanting to like part with my career I wanted to re-educate myself and learn more about you know making more physical change help to physically change people but then all in the way of like it, i thought body transformations but then it developed, as you learn more that developed into wanting to to help change people's lives even more and then lockdowns came and that sort of thing I have become very much into mindset and realizing that if you sort out the top two inches the body transformation the life transformation whatever you after can come from that so it's been like a lot of changes through my career to be fair Mm. um love love doing gym floor love doing um one-to-one but then also you have the potential to help more people and help everyone wants to focus on the workouts when they're thinking they need a change or want to change. Um, mm. cause that is the fun bit, you know, it is, it is the most entertaining bit and it is definitely needed, but there's a lot more that needs to be addressed as well with people. So yeah. that's why I've gone to the online coaching. Cause it's like the hot, I hate the word lifestyle coach, but it's kind of, it is verging on that if you mm. want to put a name to it. Um, so yeah, it's been a long process of that's how I've become Going onto online, too
0: fair. <laughs> a lot of changes.
1: Short, just a a I can make it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I always try and sort of think of ways to start start the episode um, and questions to start them, I and mean, we normally have some sort of set questions, but we're just going to dive straight in today with talking about your childhood. So, what was for you? Were you a sporty kid? Was that something you were? Were you, were you active when you were younger? Uh, yeah, I was um, I was one of the quiet, shy kids, but I was in pretty much
1: all the teams in high school. You mm. know, like one of the, the average average players, pretty much in everything, but not a star yeah. in anything. <laughs> <laughs> one of them.
0: Yak of all um, trades.
1: Yeah, like I used to play football. I hated it. Don't know. Why I used to go in the teams anyway. Um, for some reason, he just he just did. Uh, then a bit of the athletics. Got into hockey later on in high school. Um, mm. I was quite good at that. And then it just kind of all went to pot when I left school and got a job and, you know, later, close to like 20s and then discovered nightlife. <laughs> and then it it's really went late. out the window. <laughs> yeah, it really went out the window till late 20s. That was when I got back into fitness side of things and stuff so when I discovered the gym. And I actually um, started getting into the gym because I was getting out of shape and I was gaining a belly. Mm. And I don't know why, but ever since I was a kid, I don't know if it's because I was, could see the dad's sort of like the, my dad's generation and stuff where mm. it was very much they could go to the pub and they had belly beer bellies. And I, yeah. I don't know what, I don't know why this is stuck in my head, but as a child I was always like if I start getting a gut on me, I am going to do something about it. <laughs> when I got to about 26, 27, I started getting a gut on me. So I started going to the gym. <laughs> don't
0: know. I can't I can't explain
1: why that was there, but it was always there from a young age.
0: Yeah. Weirdly. That sort of motivation at the back of your head of right, if, if this happens, something's gone wrong, and I need to sort that out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just one – you always have these memories from being from a child, don't you? It's, for some reason, that's always stood out in my memory. I don't know where it came yeah. from.
0: Yeah, but... so, so I wanted to jump into that a little bit more. That was something I wanted to ask was, did you know, did you have any key moments during that childhood, early years, teenage years, you know, relating to sport or fitness that was like – that had a profound effect on you that maybe shaped beliefs going forward to now so obviously that is definitely one of them seeing you sort of your dad's generations potentially your dad's mates I'd imagine seeing the sort of shape that they were in at that time and being I don't want to be in that shape which probably sat quite dormant for a lot of years and then when you noticed yourself getting out of shape came back straight away and it was like oh no I actually I need to do something about this so was was there anything else going on around that time when you were young that you sort of picked up on or anything like that?
1: I'm not sure where it came from, um, I'll be honest. Um, it definitely was, my dad's generation was like the generation where they could quite easily go to the pub by themselves because they'd catch up with the mates that were there and they'd just go for a couple mm. of pints. And it was very much they enjoy-a-pint kind of generation. I mean, my dad yeah. didn't have a gut on him, but he was into football. He played football um, like a uh, decent local level when he was younger. I um, you think that's why people.
0: you went, went into it as well then? You reckon that's why you played? Oh, yeah, I'm not...
1: It's weird. It's like, I'm not sure because um, I don't mind going into it. Mum and dad split up when I was quite a lot younger. That's why I went shy. And then um, for some reason, it must have been from my dad's generation with the whole go to the pub for a pint thing and a lot of mad bellies on him. I just remember in high school, is the earliest thing I can remember of it is thinking, I am never getting a gut. <laughs> I am never getting to the stage where I am becoming a fat man. It must have come from seeing my dad and his, because he had quite a lot of brothers and stuff, maybe um, from that kind of thing um but that always stuck with me it's just a weird it's a weird memory because <laughs> i don't know where it came from but it was always there like it's, i was never getting fat
0: yeah and it's it's impressive because that's that thought process that belief is almost you could argue is what kick-started the career that you've got now yeah
1: 100 100 i can i can pinpoint the moment when i started the gym <laughs> i was like what was it's that like what
0: was that first day like
1: right like, so, what, so it's not even going to the gym. This is before the gym. So, I was uh, living in Leeds. At, um, like I was a mature student, mid twenties, um, uh, and uh, I was going out a lot, drinking beer a lot, all this. And uh, I went home to Chester. My friend Pete was having a, a party, um, and mate I'd not seen my mate uh, Macca, we call him, um, for ages. They'd been they'd been travelling. Literally as I arrived. I. Um, Walked up to say hello to him. He pointed at my stomach and was like, "What is that?"
0: And <laughs> oh, I was just looking
1: at him. And I was that's like, "That's brutal." I was like, that is I was like wow. Yeah, I was like, "Is it that bad?" He's like, "Mate, you're well round." That week, wow. I joined the gym, wow. <laughs> and, and that was it.
0: It just built from there over the time. And how? How did that make? When you said that, how did that make you feel? Was it a point? Was that sort of because everyone has those friends that are just brutally honest. Aren't they? That there's no malicious intent behind it. They're not trying to upset yeah, you, but they will just call it as they see it. And is he yeah. is he one of those, or was it was that from a friend where it's like they don't normally say those kind of things? it, was, <laughs> it, then it, it, it almost hurts more when it's from the person who doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of around kind of around the time where the age of we were
1: and stuff. Everyone pretty much said what they thought, um, yeah. and we were at, like a gathering where a few he pulled a few drinks before I even got there and stuff. So it's like he just said what he thought, and it did me a favour because. Yeah. Yes, it was a bit like, oh, shit, I'm not happy about that. But it was motivation. So I was like, right. Mm-hmm. I literally, that week, I joined the gym at the uni. <laughs> I started going and start, This is why I understand where people are coming from when they feel nervous about going to the gym because I felt so uncomfortable at this stage in my life. I still wasn't very confident. I was more confident than when I was a kid, um, but still not anywhere near as confident as I am now. And I felt uncomfortable going to the gym. I went with my friend who used to be a gym instructor, so that helped a bit. Didn't have a clue what I was doing, found it really hard work, just going twice a week, you know. Got home from the gym and wanted to go and get a beer from the shop. Like (laughs) it's insane. Um, so I this one and I'll never forget them times where I found it really difficult to get down there and get done. And I didn't even think about eating properly at the time. It was just trying to get into the gym. Mm. It took me a long time to even think about what I was eating, like well into my 30s, probably. And even then, like it hadn't been amazing yeah um see so yeah, I'll never forget that confidence thing that's why I get where people come from when they don't like going into a gym it is, it's very very hard it's very daunting
0: it yeah um, it Well, certainly when you're young it's so I I have had that experience but then for me at the same time we were very much almost you know raised as the gym was a big part of our lives when we were growing up because I say we being myself and my brother's our dad was a bodybuilder just before we were born and he still trains consistently to this day. And he's been part of the gym that we all grew up going to. And I worked in for six years for 30 odd years. So when we were young, you know, it was just the thing that every now and again, if, if he was looking after us, if my mum was busy, we, we'd go down to the gym with him. We'd just sit in reception. And yeah. we knew all his gym friends, all his childhood mates anyway. So when we got to that age where we started going ourselves, there's definitely like, I definitely wasn't confident, nowhere near that. And there definitely was like, certainly self-conscious at times when you're lifting, but I had an advantage where I already knew everyone or I already knew a lot of people yeah. in there. I already knew the staff. I was already familiar with the place. Yeah. I knew a good amount of the faces. So it wasn't as bad. I was quite fortunate in that sense. But then I think I remember the first time I went into a different gym and I knew no one. Yeah. And there was yeah. a lot of big blokes in that gym. And I was like, shit, this is, this is what it feels like to be quite yeah, intimidated. Yeah. Like I'm actually sort of almost second guessing what i'm doing because i don't want to yeah. look like a tit and i'd be I'd already been training for a few years by that point but i think that was quite quite key because that is what most people feel yeah you know, when they first go in like like you said like you did i i still get that now like mm. i don't
1: it's not as um a prominent a thought but i still get yeah. a bit of nerves going into a gym if i've not been there before yeah because again it's people that have used the kit there or it's different kit i haven't used or yeah, You know, everyone knows each other and I'm some random guy that's coming in and you're a bit like, don't want to make a tick yourself. It's always there. Obviously, yeah. I don't listen to it and I have my plan and I just go and get stuck in and get on with it. But I, yeah, I think it's one of them things like stuff like, I hate the word anxious because people throw it around too much, but it, you do get a little bit anxious about going into a gym that, well, I do, that I've not been in before. I'm mm. like, oh shit, I don't know. Am I mm. doing this right? I don't want to look like an idiot. People are going to be looking at me wondering who the hell am I? So yeah, but obviously, just get on with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah so now I get where people come from when they say like they feel their nerves going into the gym because it it's very daunting
0: yeah it is um, it's a daunting and it's and you know until the more recent years was a very male dominated space yeah it's become more balanced in the past few years but yeah. was up to that point a very male dominated space and was a very sort of particular type of person that you tended to get in gyms more certainly more in your private gyms obviously in your leisure gyms and your chain gyms it's a bit different um, yeah. But for ourselves, also we both train in, in private facilities. Um, so, yeah, it, it can be daunting. So, so you so you played football, you did athletics, you did hockey. Yeah. And yeah. then you sort of got... Of
1: B, but not yeah. that long. That was and high school. And then sort
0: of what got through to your late teens, early 20s, and then it just sort of all went on the back burner. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think I was still... I started playing hockey for Brooklands, which is like a local team in Sale which was a bit outside of school I did that for a little bit but then it was like I think I was 17 and it was a case of like living in which was about 40 minutes away from sale expecting to get a lift off my mum or my dad um, to these games and then I got a job which involved working on Saturdays and then I was getting like I think £120 a week or something which felt like loads of money Mm. I just started going out (laughs) and just bitched it basically and then it was a slippery route to gaining a beer belly <laughs> over the years <laughs> yeah and then all, all fitness and everything stopped.
0: yeah so, so let's so fast forward then to your first day in the gym that first session oh, what were normal. your thoughts at that time was it literally just um i just want to lose my belly there was no sort of yeah. goals past like, that it was just no
1: nah, i was like what well, i feel my belly but i lose my belly but i was like i feel well and comfortable i feel well and, i just i remember like just walking in and just like basically shitting myself.
0: Mm. And what gym,
1: gym was that? Was so it was at the uni gym. So um, I was going to Leeds Met. Uh, okay, cool. doing business, yeah, I know the gym. business and marketing, funnily enough, even though we've got a great sports faculty. At this stage, I didn't know I wanted to be a trainer. Um, yeah, and we just went into the local gym up at Leeds Met, and um, my mate, who used to be a gym instructor, he showed me a few exercises. I can't remember the workouts, but I can imagine they probably made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> but we were just getting in, doing a bit of cardio, and lifting a bit of weights. Mm. And then try not to eat shit afterwards because all I wanted to do was binge. <laughs> it's mad when I think back the, the just the different habits and stuff. Um yeah, it's a a weird experience. And then it was um and then it was like just slowly progressed because there was still like bits of partying going on, then I wasn't done mm-hmm. with me the clubbing and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then it was I went that uh, the pivotal moment was I went traveling at the end of uni, uh, only way for like four months or so. And did a bit of kickboxing um, when mm. I was in Thailand. Had a few lessons and absolutely loved it. Did injure myself at the end of it. But then I remember after that, wanting to get into going to, go, getting to go in the gym. And then started having it as a bit more of a regular routine. Mm. Um, once my foot had healed, going to a virgin active, I think it was. Mm. Still probably no great direction with weight training and stuff because I didn't have a coach or anything like that. Um, but I just used to go in and just use the machine weights and was get, did get definitely get into a bit more of a routine. Um, and started trying to eat better. Like, one of my main meals was, like, tuna, pasta, and pesto. Oh my God, I ate <laughs> that until I was fed up of it. Uh,
0: but still didn't understand,
1: like, macros or anything like that. I was just trying to eat better through, mm. I think it was Men's Alpha I was reading. <laughs> 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 of so all, just trying to get tips from that. And that that was, like, the snowball. Yeah, There's
0: yeah. I started building from there, really. So um, you... So you you did the kickboxing in Thailand now. How did that sort of transpire? Because obviously we go from a position of just walking through the gym doors, very intimidated, you know, wanting to lose a bit of weight, not really knowing what you were doing, to yeah. then taking on a, a fight in Thailand. So how did that come about? Oh no, the fight,
1: the fight was quite a few years later. Right. So okay. this was, so just, was this a, just like was a, my a first training
0: game.
1: Yeah. So this was just lessons. So the I was still very much um, building confidence didn't have this real urge to build confidence and realize how you can build confidence at this stage mm. um I was just like I had some savings and the plan was that I was with in a relationship at the time I leave at finishing uni and I had savings to go traveling this relationship finished and I was very much in the mindset I was like if I don't go traveling now I'm going to blow this money i mm. never go i never go to the end of the world so I just went um went on an organized trip to meet with a load of people in south america to travel around part of south america like four different countries and then just got a flight over to thailand for two months um met up with a friend that had been already been traveling met met these irish guys went up the north partying and then they for my last month they'd went home and i was on my own so i went down to the islands where they have the full moon party and there's a smaller island ko p i think it's called Mm. or ko tau i think one of them anyway um and I just went to what was their kickboxing stadium. I was like, I'm on my own. I'm going to do activities. I'm just going to go and see stuff and try stuff. And um, it was literally a ring with a load of wooden seats. That was their stadium, bless them. But obviously, it's a small island. And they had lessons on. I was like, that was fun to watch that. Like, screw it. I've not done this before. Mm. Give it a go. Absolutely loved it. And that was my routine. Then all of a sudden, I had this routine where I was like chilling out on this island. So I've had this great beach, fun um, hot having food, chilling out today, going train. The training went from once a day into twice a day um, just for the rest of me and holiday, basically, and then Mm -hmm. injured myself at the end of it. (laughs) But then I think because you notice the difference on, it was weird, like starting learning how to hit a few pads and getting fitter and stronger in this, you start standing taller, Mm -hmm. walking down the street, feeling a little bit taller, feeling a bit more confident. So I guess that was the start of maybe the seed being planted of the buzz of wanting to get into exercise
0: yeah because you sort of you almost have that hit of oh this is i feel more confident i'm feeling better about myself this is actually doable and i could yeah. take this further and you sort of once you get that little see because that is ultimately like like me and you what 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 we're bringing for people is is confidence at the end of the day yeah. it's confidence control it's you know the means that we do that might be through losing a few pounds it might be through getting a six pack it might be through deadlifting whatever they want to lift but ultimately that is because they want to feel more confident. They don't like how they feel now, whether it's about themselves or how they handle situations or whatever. And, and we want to feel. And we all have that. It's the main reason we we all got into it in the first place. Um, yeah. And I think once you get a hit of that and once you start to realize just how much control you do have over that, if you really want to work for it, that is what gives you that sort of that rush and that buzz to, to push it further. Uh, yeah. So the... Um. I mean, because do it to do a kickboxing camp in Thailand takes a it takes a lot of balls. Was, did you have the same sort of nerves doing that that you had when you walked into the gym on that first day? Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. At this stage in my life, I was still very shy. Like as a kid, I was really, really shy. Um, I, I did used to go clubbing a lot, so meet a lot of different people up and down the country. So that without realizing it, that would have been gaining more. I think it got to a certain stage I, Went through quite a lot of years of gaining confidence without realizing how to gain confidence. Mm. That makes sense. So like I'd seen the fun aspect of doing kickboxing. So I just did it, even though I felt a bit nervous and probably felt nervous going to every session for the, to start with, did notice a difference from it, confidence wise. When I came home and started going to like a Virgin Active, once me, me uh, ankle had healed, um, I definitely felt nervous going there again, like going to the gym, but but not as for not as nervous as that first time mm. that I actually went to the gym at Leeds Um So there was definitely seeds there where like I, there was something we knew that I, like if you keep doing stuff you didn't want to do, you were gonna feel good for it. Mm. Mm. Um, and then it wasn't until a couple of years later where um i would noticed a difference from fitness i've noticed a difference in myself in the way of a positive mindset and stuff from exercising and feeling amazing from gaining strength and fitness and everything but when i was on my personal training course i was like at some point a light bulb moment, moment hit where i was like my god if you actually do what you're scared about you're gonna feel better mm. so that was that was it then i was like right um assessments i was like volunteering first which i never used to do i used to be a hang back kind of person
0: yeah um
1: yeah. And again, that's just been a snowball over years, over years of like, if you are nervous or shitting yourself about something, do it. Yeah. Because you're only gonna feel good for it. Nothing bad's gonna happen. Like I had I had a kickboxing fight and I didn't die from it. It was dead safe situation. Like I got my ass kicked, um, didn't come away with too many bruises or anything, and I felt great for it afterwards and proud of myself. Do you know what I mean? It's like
0: this so is how I can help how it. did just to sort of sidetracked how did that come about then because that was a few years later after the training camp in thailand yeah so, yeah, how, did, so how did that
1: situation come about so i'd um so, so i've been like this is what I've, yeah so i've been a trainer for quite some time i'd like done a lot of spin classes and um teaching them sorry uh done a good few a few years like as a trainer and everything um i think it was at a different gym now and i wanted to try a bit of different training like again keep mentioning it, it was a, there was a breakup different relationship it's a catalyst for everything there's really. a
0: theme here uh, yeah there's definitely definitely a, a pattern of developing we break um, up i want to hit someone that's that seems <laughs> to be what's happening here
1: <laughs> that's not the way it was going to go with it but yeah um, yeah so i think uh you come out of a relationship you want to do something new you don't I, I was very i wasn't a i wasn't a dweller mm. I, was, I think i got a lot of tough love from my mom she's awesome mom should love me i was saying this she will listen to this uh, but yeah me and sister we got tough love you know you weren't um, unless you were really ill you had to get on with it you had to like buckle deal with it go to school get some medicine if you had a bit of cold there was no like staying at home and dwelling so I think with any situations like that I was never a dweller so this relationship finished and because I had this memory of doing kickboxing in Thailand I was like I wonder if there's anyone about that does kickboxing you know maybe I could do that as a bit of training as well as what I'm doing in the gym and I uh, found a guy called Rick Barnell. i throwing the plugs out. Um, <laughs> he's in, uh, I think, Northwich these days now. And um started training with him and did it like a couple of weeks where so I did just deal once a week. And I was like, oh, that was fun, but that wasn't enough. I need to do more. So I started <laughs> doing it twice a week and then getting into it more and then learning about sparring and learning more and more and more. Um, and then I've got a friend who was in Thailand and she messaged me saying, oh, this place in Thailand, Phuket, there's like a street. I forgot the name of the road, but the street was like, uh, CrossFit gyms and bodybuilding gyms and kickboxing gyms. She's like, you'd love it. I'm not going to be here, but you should just just come over and come on holiday. So I went over by myself, uh, went on holiday. She passed my number on to two guys that she met out there, which one was a fighter, one was just another guy on holiday. Met up with them, got to know more about the place and everything. Came home and I was like, that wasn't long enough. I want to go again. So I went back a few months later for three and a half weeks. And one of the guys that was a fighter, because he knew what I was doing at home at like kickboxing and stuff, he was, mm. was like. You need to have a go of a fight. You've mm-hmm. done more training now. You've got to have a go. You've got to And he got in my head. And um, there's a place called Tiger Muay Thai. They have a party at the end of each month and it's where people can give it a go. So mm-hmm. you still wear shin guards. They don't let you do elbows and knees to the head to keep it safe. And it's like a party, people drinking and stuff. And you just have a go of a fight. So yeah, because I've never had a fight in my life, never had a punch up anywhere. Um, I was like, yeah, go on then. I don't mm-hmm. know why. And there was something inside me that was like, you need to do this. You don't want to do it. So you need to do it. Mm. So yeah, went out there, trained for three and a half weeks right at the end. Yeah. Had a fight against this massive Swedish guy. And um, how was it? How, yeah, did, how
0: did you feel before that fight, like walking into the ring? Very
1: focused that I was going to do it no matter what, Yeah, which is the weird thing. Whatever I the result, I- you've already won no. just by getting in there. Yeah. There was, there was no way I wasn't doing it because I said I was doing it. I was doing it. Mm. Um, very, very nervous very serious very like on edge luckily it was only th- I was only third fight in but I was like yeah I was like this is happening I was like trying to get myself I was watching motivational videos like you know before and everything trying to like get myself in the right head mind for it um and then adrenaline is a weird thing because I don't remember a lot of the fight
0: yeah I just yeah. remember
1: the the first um after the first round I was done I was, mm. I was like, my conditioning was done. I was like, I what? I was like, so part my language, guys. but I was like, what the fuck is going on? I'm, I'm done. I'm like, I'm knackered. I'm, I can't do this. But I got up, went again. Mm. He kept knocking me down, kept sweeping my leg, kept putting me on the mat, and I just kept getting back up. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was quite proud of the fact that. Hundred percent. Um, yeah. I was spoil if anyone was going to go watch it. I'll put the link on it. <laughs> he caught me in the in the. Got in the third round. He'd already won the first two rounds. He was better than me. Mm. Um, he caught me in the gut. My head went down and he head kicked me and I went down.
0: Um, I remember thinking I was going to get up, but the rest stopped the fight. So yeah. TKO. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but, you know, you, you go into that fight with, it. you said yourself being something of, you know, this scares the shit out of me. I need to do this. I've never been in that situation. I've never been punched. I need to do this. Like you're going into that fight not to win. You're just going into that fight to, for the experience, for the fight. So the fact yeah. that you just you just keep getting up and going back like that's that's mission accomplished that's job done, isn't it? Yeah. That's and it takes fucking balls to do that. I've never done it, so big big credit to you for doing that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's something to look back
1: on. It's like it's mad because I've got this list of these things of the type of person I was at the time. Like there's a lot of things I didn't want to do. Mm. You know, like even like my spin class assessment, I didn't want to go third, mm. but I did. <laughs> I would have gone first if they'd let me, but I wasn't quick enough. <laughs> Um, do you know what I mean? I've um I've done a lot of obstacle course races that were really really tough, and some of them like it was a breaking point. Whether like, because they have been over like ten miles, like carrying mm-hmm. stuff over obstacles and mud bogs and all this, and done it on my own, and like one was called "pain, the pain and suffering," and it was there was they, they called it like no less than and then the distance, so it was no less than ten miles. It turned out to be about seventeen. Hmm. I'm not going to lie, it broke me. Like I, I was I was I. I was done i couldn't do some of the obstacles at the end but again i've always had this thing in me where it's like you have to keep going mm. you know what i mean it's like if you can get just, even with the fact that like, really like, appeals um, to me like that obstacle course stuff that sounds that sounds it, really it, good a big mental challenge like you know a lot of the stuff i could like at the end i couldn't do the obstacles so you had forfeits so i just did the forfeits just to get around my mm. but at no point did i think i'm quitting and i think That's why I know I can help people get through like whatever, because we all have our own own difficulties, our own challenges. It could be like an obstacle course race. It could be sticking to a deficit for like three weeks. Mm. It could be having the balls to go and teach an exercise class or do some public speaking. It could be, you know, anything. It's like being able to get through it. That's why I know I can help people because it's like, if you do what makes you feel nervous or scares the hell out of you, even if it doesn't go well, nothing bad is going to happen. You're going to feel yeah. amazing afterwards for doing it and you're going to get better from it. Yeah, um, yeah. That's what that fight was. It was, um, I think as soon as like some, someone had put it to me and I was like, I had no reason to say no, mm. weirdly. Um, that was it then. I was committed. I had to do it. Mm. Because and you know, otherwise that.
0: you're only sort of lying to yourself. You could make up an excuse, but you know that you're only going to be lying to yourself and it's something else that you yeah. then probably regret not doing.
1: Exactly. Um, and more confidence came from it. Yeah. like yeah. When I look back, it's like, I wouldn't do it again. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> not, not a chance to step into everything again. Stupid idea. Um, <laughs> when I think of it. But yeah, no, it was a big, big confidence builder. Um, led on to, I think I did another episode. That, I think that's the pain and suffering was after that. Mm-hmm. Um, did Kilimanjaro after that as well. That's been another one, uh, which was lucky enough to have the chance for doing that. again. That was every single day was horrible
0: to be mm. fair. you
1: had moments where like you were gasping for air a little bit and stuff like that and again i don't I'm off on it, but it's just like is this been me building my confidence over time because i used to be very very shy and very very quiet from an early age mm. so that's why i know like if people do have demons to that they want to get over like confidence or getting past uh thinking they need to binge at weekends and stuff like that it is possible because i used to think i could not stop binging at weekends i used to be a weekend warrior like that mm. as i like to call it where you would be a monk through the week chicken broccoli even i, just, I actually like chicken and broccoli but <laughs> you know what i mean the typical stereotypical like pt diets kind of thing people mention where i would eat like that and try and undo a bad diet and everything and Then comes to the weekend i just blow it all mm. drink loads eat loads and they always just think i can't i can't get past that mm. but you can it's just getting to the root of the issues and trying to figure it out yourself over time yeah yeah. That's where we come in, to help people. And I, I can help people from my own experiences.
0: Well, that's the thing, because that is that is genuinely amazing. You know, you've gone from being someone who's super quiet, super shy, you know, anxious to even walk through the gym door and not having a clue what you were doing once you are in there, to someone yeah. who has climbed Kilimanjaro, Kilimanjaro, who's had a fight in Thailand, who's done these sort of extreme SAS-style obstacle courses by themselves and just put yeah. themselves through it for the sheer thought of, why not? Like, I've got no, no reason not to. And it scares yeah. me. So I'm going to go and do it. And I think that is for for, you know, for your clients is just, it's got to be, for everyone has got to be so inspirational because that is really, really impressive. I think, yeah, I think it's, you've got to get to a stage where, you know
1: what I mean? We're like, we're literally, might go a bit deep now, we're, we're literally at once. So it's like, what mm. can you do? What can you achieve? Like, I'm not saying I'm going to go up a mountain again or I'm going to even step into it again. I've done it, I've ticked it off, I don't feel like I need to do it again. But it could be like, it could literally be a 5K obstacle course that is well out, just something well out of your comfort zone. Do you mm. know what I mean? It's like, I just think we should all do stuff where it's like, I wonder if I can. Mm. And I think, I don't know, it's just like that it's, it's been weird that I like, from such a shy younger age that this came, I don't even know when it, this sort of started happening. It just kind of like started with um men's health obstacle course then it kind of built to mm-hmm. going up on that to speaking on social media that was yeah. another recent one I used to talking on camera <laughs> no not a chance the first time I did a story talking to the camera on my own Instagram um was last November like last year it was a year ago and um oh, sweating sweating clammy hands dead nervous hated it oh didn't like it one bit and the more you do it, the more you get used to it. It's hundred
0: yeah. percent. You just you got to push yourself out there. So, so yeah, yeah. I just to sort of go off topic again, I just wanted to go to that moment where you decided, you know, I, this is what I want to do. I want to be a PT at the time, and then obviously now a coach. What was that moment like that led to that decision? What sort of brought that thought to the front of your head that actually this is this is what I want to be doing? So it was started. Um,
1: so yeah, it's after it's quite quite a few months after like doing it in Leeds too. Fair, I would moved back home to Middlewich, and I started going to a local gym. And I think I was getting more into pushing cardio sessions as well as weights, mm. learning a bit more of at least how to do like weights safely. I don't know if there's much science to it. And then um, I did used to be a little bit of a negative person, or from an early age because my dad was very negative when I was younger. Who's a negative guy? Um, I used to strive to be positive all the time. Mm which is very, very unhealthy, because then when you're not positive all the time, you beat yourself up for yeah. not being positive. And it just exacerbates the negative, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I noticed a shift in this, again, better at not doing this from exercising. And I was like, wow, this is what you get from working out regularly. Like, that's pretty amazing. Mm. And I just had a massive upbeat and more in energy, better mindset on things, even though we didn't really know much about mindset because we didn't really talk, use the word mindset back then. Um, and I just noticed a huge, big change from it. And then got into going to the gym more and stuff like this. And then um, there was a guy that I know uh, used to be a hard house, DJ. He'd actually changed his career to be a personal trainer. Got chatting to, about, to him about it. And it was like over a good course of months of like chatting mm. to him and like, you know, how you can actually change your career and what it's like to be a trainer and, and me getting into training more and noticing the difference in myself more along with these conversations. Um, and then I thought about doing a qualification course and everything and umming and on about it I still had some savings after traveling and stuff and then um it was when there was that like that recession a lot of businesses were shutting the warehouse I was working in closed down and I was like all right fitness is not going downhill what course gonna do and I just went on a seven-week course and then got a job in a DW as a gym instructor <laughs> and how was
0: that how was that in DW
1: I was for the first two weeks no word of a lie I was constantly nervous Every day, all day. Yeah. Like, there wasn't a moment where I wasn't nervous. I remember just constantly shitting myself. And I was only showing people around and showing people how to use kit. Like, you weren't even like taking people
0: through a full session because you were a gym instructor. Oh, I was just a bag of nerves, sweating all day, all day long. Um, I, you know, I, I, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about with that because I remember the day. So I finished my personal training course and started advertising my you know, personal training services. And at the time I was still doing my masters. And I remember I'd just made my Facebook page that day uh, and put a little mm. bit of information on it. Maybe an Instagram page as well, I'm not sure. And I'd gone out for a pizza with my mates. The lads I went to uni with, we went, we often meet up every couple of months for a meal or, or whatever. And we met up for a pizza in Headingley. Um, and I remember getting to the restaurant, sitting down and just, just checking my phone. And I had a, a message from someone who was inquiring about PT that wanted to start on Monday. And I think this was right. Friday night. I honestly shat myself. I was genuinely It's that, it's that moment of shit. This is real. Like <laughs> yeah. it's on me now. This is, you know, this is actually, I'm doing this. This isn't just a thought anymore. Someone is expecting me to do something now. And then yeah, honestly, for the whole weekend, I mean, it didn't even end up happening. That person ended up just not replying right. to messages after a day or so. And uh, yeah. uh, which, you, you know, it happens a lot, doesn't it? But yeah. for those couple of days, I was literally like excited, very, uh, definitely excited, but also absolutely cacking it just at the thought of. Yeah, shit, yeah. This is like this is I'm this is a job now. Like I'm I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly, all that responsibility yeah. is is suddenly on your shoulders. And it, yeah, I remember I remember yeah, yeah. that moment. Like
1: yeah, my my first um, gym induction. I don't. Do gym inductions even happen anymore? It's different now, isn't it? Um I think they do it yeah, like so leisure heard- centres
0: and stuff, don't they?
1: Yeah, so that's just like a DW back in the day when gym gyms were more of a common thing. And um, He had a high blood pressure, first person. And I was like, shit. <laughs> I'm going to kill him. <laughs> I was like, I'm not, oh my God, oh my God, I'm not, I'm like, just like sweating buckets. And you know what? He was ace. He kept coming for months after that and he was like, improved his health and everything. So it was kind of a good moment. But I remember being very, very nervous all the way through them first two weeks.
0: Yeah. And at the
1: end of it, because they employed me because they knew that I had well, studio cycle was my qualification, but it was spin. Mm. Um, I kept putting it off. I was like, I'm not ready yet. I need to get fair. I kept putting off, kept putting off. And then one Thursday with the like, you're teaching spin on Sunday. <laughs> I was like, excuse me. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I've got new music. What? Um, And then again, I think that was like a moment where confidence built because I did it. And because I knew a few members then I just asked for honest feedback at the end of it. I was like, what do we think? And they were like, Good, obviously it'll get harder as you get fitter with it because they did like four spin classes a week and stuff. And mm-hmm. it was like, but well, you just need to be a bit louder. Yeah. That was it then. I was all right, gobshite. <laughs> <laughs> that was a turning point. That was yeah. the problem. To fair, teaching spin was probably a big confidence booster, actually, because you've mm-hmm. got 12, 15 people in front of you. And it was on the gym floor as well. It wasn't like closed studio, the spin mm-hmm. area. And you've had to perform basically got to put my show on, put, got to give him a good class, got to give him a good workout and you got to be on the ball. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's probably a big, big confidence booster as well, to be honest.
0: Yeah, definitely. Classes.
1: I used to teach a lot of classes, so that would have helped loads. Mm-hmm. Circuit classes. Um, yeah. A lot of spin. Uh, I did like a couple like, you know, boxer size, Taiwans and stuff, but you've got a room full of people and you just got like, you got, got to shout. Yeah, people start talking over you. Don't know you got to shut up and listen to what you're telling them. Yeah. So yeah, that that was probably a big confidence booster as well. Again, being put in a situation didn't like public speaking. Got to do it. You just got to do it. You just got to do stuff you don't want to do. Mm.
0: Mm. So, because obviously you've now been in the industry for twelve years, I think. Did you say just over twelve years? Oh yeah. Most of those as a as a one to one PT as an in person
1: PT. Yeah, I did. Um, literally did eleven months. I think it was as a gym instructor and got made redundant.
0: Right. So, I was like, so
1: okay. how was that how a PT. Um, it was because like uh, DW they had a whole restructure thing and I only went to be a gym instructor because I didn't feel ready to be a PT. I felt a bit too mm. nervous. So I thought safety net, get a job. Um, but there, uh, yeah, when you're made redundant, you're like all right, then I'll just switch over in the same gym and I'll be a PT.
0: Yeah, not many
1: options. But yeah, but yeah, no. So most of my time has been as a as a trainer.
0: Mm. And how so how long were you at DW before you went to form? Because I know you were there for a while so, as well, weren't you?
1: Yeah. So it was DW for I think my first four or five years. Then I went mobile, which was a terrible <laughs> idea. Absolute disaster. Um for God, I think that was probably less than a year. Probably might have been a year. Um, well, it was a bit of a split actually. It was uh, probably about a year, and then um, I had done because kettlebells had come out, and kettlebell sport was slowly becoming a thing. You know, the bigger kettlebells mm-hmm. that were the competition ones, and I'd done a couple of um, workshops with um, a guy in Northwich, and he phoned me saying his gym part, uh, business part, working in a gym. Did a lot go and work there? So it was a warehouse gym, tires, hammers, kettlebells, that sort of stuff. And because I was only doing mobile and it wasn't going great, I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. And at that time, I actually started to gain some mobile clients, but then started working in the gym and I started doing classes there
0: mm-hmm. and
1: slowly moved over to the warehouse gym. Mm. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, like, the years blend into one. That was like two or three years or something. And then um, started getting into a different style of training after kickboxing and stuff. So I'm probably about I'm about year seven or eight now. Uh, probably about more like eight. Um, uh, yeah, so I've done kickboxing and stuff. Like that. I was still into kickboxing, but I was like, I'd never developed that good um, skill of my own, dealing with my own nutrition. Actually, the idea of getting abs or getting really mm. lean was never a thing. I was like, I'm never going to be able to do that. I love food too much and I like training not too much. So It was very much like not really training smart or eating smart kind of stage in my career. But I was like, I had this hunger to learn more. So I got myself an online coach, got into that because I was starting to become a thing. um, Not as big as it is now. Um, Got some decent results from that. um, And then I was like, this is cool. I want to do this. There's definitely a system that you can develop to gain people big progress. And that's when I did the internship at FLF. That's Um, where we met, isn't it? Yeah. So the seminars after that, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I did the internship there and I did a lot of seminars after that. um, And then after the internship, that was when I was like, I want to work in Manchester. Yeah. Um, so did a bit of a mentorship thing and then found Form and started training. And, uh, sorry, working at Form. Still working in Northwich a little bit and split. it was really, really, really good at Form. Great place. Really enjoyed it. Um, I think just like with lockdowns and a new lifestyle, it gave me the urge to want to do something different and help more people. Mm. Also, gain a bit of freedom for myself. Yeah. I'm in my 40s now. Yeah. Um, I've done a lot of hours on the gym floor. I've done a lot of crazy hours. Uh, I've just felt like it was time for a change. Yeah. Um, And then I wanted to to build me a business as well. Like to feel like me or not to be working in a gym under the umbrella of someone.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it gives you that going online for yourself. It gives you that capacity to almost brand your niche as well. And what sort of, you know, the areas that you really love. Because I know for you, mindset is massive. And I know you're really into the holistic side of things, the lifestyle side of things. I know you've sort of been reading the Jody uh, Dispen- What is it? I've mispronounced. I didn't it? the Jody Joe, D- Joe Spencer collections. Um, yeah. Yeah. So have you found that online coaching allowed you to do that a little bit more in terms yeah. of, uh,
1: it's,
0: can, of things? it's, I mean, it ha- ha- definitely find like i can
1: look at the whole package more because you've got more time like i'll have like catch-up mm. calls with my clients on a one-to-one basis and stuff even if they're in manchester i like to go meet them for a coffee mm. um because more needs to be looked at than just the training yeah and it could have been maybe it's down to me my the time my confidence or the time i wasn't and the way i was doing things the gym floor a lot of people come for the training session they don't always want to go and have a chat about everything else they want to get into the session they're there because they want to work hard Mm. So I did find, maybe it was like down to me not being too selective with the clients to work with So I'm still figuring out who was going to be my ideal client because we all work with certain types of people. Um, and so I just found like going onto online, it was like the opportunity to actually help people in the right way. Mm. I love programming sessions. I still write people's sessions and stuff like that. Um, but you can look at everything else as well Yeah, and help with everything else and give more. And you've got time to give more because people need more than just the workouts The workouts is the fun bit and a lot of the time the work if we're doing if we're doing whatever training we enjoy doing everything else stays on point but this is not scientifically this isn't the bit that my clients need they need everything yeah. else yeah or it does go with it like we've got one client he is absolutely flying because he was training at home and now he's gone back to his local gym and he's flying because he's loving using machines he's it's lo- it's a local gym um, that he goes to, and it's kind of like uh, a bodybuilder gym, but they've like they've crammed loads of kit in a small building, with slows loads of machines and hack squat, leg press, arcing pull down, all this, and he's loving it. And because he's doing workouts that he loves doing, his nutrition and everything is like so much better, even though scientifically, it's not really doing mm-hmm. as much as he thinks. I went off on one, didn't I? Didn't I? Did I get to that?
0: <laughs> no, myself? but it's true. It is <laughs> a lot of almost too much focus put on, you know, okay, what exercise do I need to do? What do I need to do in the gym? How much cardio I need to do to, to, to lose weight? Or, you know, what do I need to be eating? Where it's actually, it's, it, it's a case of, well, let's just take a step back because those things, all right, yeah, nutrition, very important, especially when it comes to fat loss. There's no way around that. But there's a lot of things that are going to factor into whether that's an easy process for you or whether that's a difficult process for you or whether that's a sustainable approach for you. And that's going to be around, you know, not only how you perceive yourself, but how you perceive your day-to-day habits, responsibilities, routines, how you perci- how your stress is, how your sleep is, how your digestion is, like all these factors that are like the core fundamentals of building a lifestyle mm-hmm. that allows you to change your body composition when you want to change it or sustain a body composition once you've changed it. And it does allow you, I yeah. completely agree with you, having that online presence, it does allow you to take that magnifying glass away just from the gym workouts and be like, right, let's look at everything as a whole and yeah. let's see the areas that we need to actually focus on more here. Because, you know, if we take one gym session out the week and it gives us that time back to improve our stress, our sleep, our digestion, or even just work on habits, like that's going to have a bigger effect long-term yeah. on what you're capable yeah. of doing and capable of sustaining. Yeah. So yeah, definitely agree 100%, with that. Like,
1: I don't know about yourself, but I've had a few conversations actually this week or over the past seven days but a few clients, they felt like they've been failing because they've missed gym workouts, and they're messaging me saying, "Oh, sorry, I've not managed to do that because I'm traveling down to London today." Or, mm. and it's like, no, no, don't worry. I'd have to remind them: your goal is weight loss. If you miss a workout, it's no big deal. Mm. Focus on the main two: calories and moving. Yes, there's other yeah. things like sleep, hydration, everything, which is very important. But you know, sometimes people are so focused on like, "Oh my god, I've missed the workout. I'm failing my week." Yeah. But it's like, no, and I'm sure a lot of people out there at this time of year experience the same because you know motivation drops a little bit because it's getting darker I had that last last week yeah I didn't feel like trading much mm. it happens change of seasons people are suddenly getting busier because Christmas shopping um, kids are getting close to half term again aren't they Christmas term aren't they
0: yeah there'll um, be so a few weeks thought. two or three weeks off had a thought yeah, at least Yes, yeah,
1: like exams are happening for some kids mm. so like life is getting more stressful and so many people that like i found a few of my clients and other people i spoke to are Thinking they're failing and they're like beating themselves up because they've not got the workouts and it's like no you've got like you've got kids you're nailing everything with your kids you're getting your steps in and you're staying in the calorie deficit the fact mm. you've missed a workout don't worry about it <laughs> so this is where online coaching come in it's like we zoom out condor moment look at the bigger picture because it's hard to see the bigger picture when you're when it's your picture mm. yeah sometimes isn't it
0: yeah And even just in sort of coping strategies, when it comes to that, you know, when you have that conversation and, you know, that, you know, you might get someone say, I didn't get a chance to train on next day uh, and I'm annoyed about it. And you can sort of be like, okay, well, how did you deal with it? And it's like, well, I was annoyed about it, but you know, I kept my food stayed the same. I still got my steps in. I still went to bed and it's like, all right, cool. How would you have dealt with it three months ago? Well, it would have probably pissed me off to the point where I'd have, you know, got a takeaway, felt like crap, felt like I was failing and spent the rest of the week feeling like shit. And it's like, okay, cool. So look at the comparison between the two yeah. you know, because the event is the same. You've missed a workout, but look at how you've dealt with it and reacted to it. Which one is more sustainable? Which one is going to be more conducive to what you want to achieve? Because that in itself is m- m- so much more progress than just, I can sustain three gym sessions a week or I never miss a gym session. So yeah, that's, that's massive.
1: That's that's where the coaching side of things come from. Like you should yeah. definitely be able to look at the bigger picture more often and helping people realize this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, more available available as well. Like, God, the amount of voice notes I give out now. I <laughs> <Anyone laughs> find it easier to help people with a voice note. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of times social media doesn't help either because, like, you've got so many people on there with, like, abs and these fake booties and all this sort of stuff. And probably they've had surgery or they've had voids or whatever. And people are too busy looking at them. And then thinking, oh my God, I don't, look like, I ain't got muscles like that. So I mean, I've skipped a workout. Am I, am I ever going to like feel good about myself? Because I've skipped this one workout. And like you said, it's actually what has, your, what has changed with your habits?
0: Mm.
1: yeah. And that's what being a coach is, isn't it? It's like helping them realize yeah. there's more wins to be had. Like, And there probably is a lot of wins that you've not realized you've actually done and changed. So,
0: yeah, I think social media is one of the best things and at the same time, they're one of the worst things when it comes to yeah. health fitness, certainly when it comes to mental health. Yeah. It's, it can be great. Certainly for, for what we do from a business point of view, a lot of us in some cases rely on it, but then yeah, yeah. it can take a lot away as well. It can be, I mean, have you seen any, anything like that? Or have you spoken to people where social media has just been a complete no go in terms of, you know, they do nothing but look at it and feel shit, basically. Um, Not specifically, but I've done that
1: myself in the past. But Mm. I know people do do it. It's like, because you start following people that probably aren't great for you to be following. Mm. Um, Might be even like self-comparison or wishing that you could do that. Well, there's self-comparison. Or, you know, wanting that sort of physique or, you know what I mean? And just like pulling yourself to pieces. We are our own worst critics. Human beings, we're negatively wired naturally. Mm. You know, because we come from caveman days where we were just trying to survive and not get eaten. So our brains, like the first thing in a, when a situation arises, our first thing we do is think negatively.
0: Mm.
1: But then it's like, how have we trained our brains to change that or deal with that or whatever? So when you look at social media, a lot of time we follow people that they're not going to make us feel good about ourselves because we're going to compare to what they're like, what they've got, what they're like, um, what we want instead of what we've got. So it's like I realized a while back: if you've got anyone like that, get rid. Mm. If it's someone that you feel bad about unfollowing and you don't want to offend them, mute them. And then you don't compare.
0: <laughs> Just... well, that's. I think it's... Um, I, I could be wrong here, so don't quote me on it, you know. Okay. But I think it's an Eleanor Roosevelt quote that says comparison is the thief of joy. And it's it's a great quote because it is so true. It literally I don't, literally I don't, I don't having, know who said it, but I've
1: definitely heard that like that. Yeah, so that worth, you you could be so having
0: it. the best day ever. And then, you know, you, you have a scroll through and you see someone else that's doing something that you perceive as better. And all of a sudden that great day's doesn't look so good and you're feeling shit about it yeah or comparing yourself to something that doesn't matter yeah we all do it <clears throat> we'll all do it in the future even if we've got a good
1: mindset practices we'll, we'll all do it that's why i think it's hard to do because people are so used to scrolling and all this but i think it's definitely like you've got to try and catch yourself how often you scroll
0: mm-hmm. and
1: try not to do it and like i say get if you've got people that make you feel shit about yourself on your social media get rid of them Mm. If there's someone that you know on a personal level and you don't want to offend them because someone might be offended by that, mute them. Mm. Like, spend time off your phone, turn it off. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I, I will happily watch a film and turn my phone off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to, I want to watch this film. I don't need to scroll. Um, one thing that I do myself, which I highly, I'm always banging on about, I highly recommend people to do it, is like 90 minutes to two hours before you go into sleep, turn your phone off.
0: Mm.
1: And people, a lot of the time, people say to me, like, "Well, i am supposed to wake up with my alarm? Buy an alarm clock. They do exist. Yeah. <laughs> be you, you don't you? Don't need to take your phone into the bedroom. Stop scrolling no. in bed.
0: Yeah, right. Well, so I say we, myself and Sophie, will literally charge our phones in in this room. Obviously, this isn't the bedroom. Um, just so it just doesn't distract yeah. you on an evening. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. like in this. It, the, one of the best things I bought, and I get like some people probably couldn't have this because you might be waking up at different times if you're a couple is a loomy alarm clock.
0: Yeah. It brightens
1: up. you don't feel groggy when you wake up. You don't need your phone to wake up. You don't lie in bed scrolling while you're trying to peel your eyes open because mm-hmm. the bedroom's live. Um and yeah, I get it. Is it take can take a bit of time and developing discipline to turn your phone off at night? I get it, because I've only just started doing it like the past eight months or something myself mm. and got religious at doing it, but you definitely feel the difference.
0: Yeah,
1: definitely. Something like that sounds like it wouldn't make it such a big difference, but it does. Um, You know, unplugging, getting off electronic devices, getting off social media as much as you can or don't need to be on it. Oh, such a game changer. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. I used to be terrible scrolling and self-comparing. Mm. so that's one of the big things that i would recommend to anyone if you try and catch yourself if you're scrolling one thing you notice is like being in the because i live in the manchester city center is there's a lot of people walking around looking down
0: mm.
1: scrolling just have a look up every now and then when you're walking through town and notice how many people are doing it. if you see loads of people doing it stop doing it yourself yeah yeah you your phone's gonna be there when you when you put your hand back in your pocket <laughs> try and spend some time on it like, it's, it's it's like, it sounds so simple, but it's mad how if you get a bit of consistency doing that, you do feel better for it.
0: Mm, yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up there. Um, but before we go, where can people find you if they want to get in touch?
1: So on Instagram, james.pace.coaching. Um, same on me, Facebook, uh, James Pace Coaching. Um, I haven't got Twitter, uh, but or email um, jamespacecoaching at gmail.com um they're my three
0: awesome cheers man and before i do let you go i always ask everyone to do this uh putting you on the spot now can (laughs) you leave us with something inspirational some piece of advice for someone that's struggling right now let's say it's you know with with a weight loss goal what would your one piece of advice be
1: with weight loss goal look for small wins yeah, even if you feel like you're not making progress, keep trying to tick boxes. It could be getting your step target, whatever that is. It could be just trying to if, stick to them, them calories. Even if you are still having some of the foods like you enjoy, like you know, chocolate and stuff like that, just keep trying to tick boxes. Stop being hard on yourself when the progress isn't coming quick and build up consistency. Cut yourself some slack basically. And stop comparing to other people on Instagram. That's a big one. <laughs>
0: Tick boxes and stop comparing. Stop
1: comparing. That is a huge one.
0: Love it. James, thank you for coming on, mate. Really appreciate you giving Always. up your time. Thanks for having me. Speak to you soon. Okay, guys, that's another episode done. Huge thank you to our guests for coming on and sharing their time, tips and tricks with us. Like we mentioned, make sure you head to the social media pages and check out their content. As ever, guys, you can find me at Me's underscore coaching. And if you enjoyed the episode, remember to drop it a like and make sure you hit that subscribe button. As ever, guys, thank you for listening and I'll see you for the next episode of Fitness Thoughts.